At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to Sunday Q&A again. Um, sorry if the quality is a little bit grainy. And sorry if it's a bit late. But we'll come to that in a minute. I just want to open with one. I kind of made me smile a little bit. From Unsolved, Unsolved Homicide. Said, I did one on changes to the highway code. Changes to the highway code. All I see is a mature man sitting in a listed mansion making YouTube videos for a few hundred, for a few hundred views. Nothing wrong with that, but I would have thought you might have had a real life to live. Um, firstly, I'd like to say uh, it's not a mansion, it's a farm. <laughs> but otherwise, you're pretty much on the money there. <laughs> He's listed. Um, uh, I'm not being flashy about it. As I bought this like, well back in the day, 20 years ago. Interest only. I'll probably never own it. I did do a video on it. It's the family home. I love it. I've got some rises trying to keep it. Um, but the way things go with the trucks, I might have half a chance. So, but um, it didn't make me smile a little less. And I did think also, you haven't watched any of the other videos then. As Tiffy Osa Cornwall said, and he did say, he said before, he, he said he, he would like to see more life on the road videos. So I put it out, would you like to see more life on the road videos? He says, um, Pete, you know, more unloading, booking jobs. Um, been one of your longest subscribers watching um, how you make made it on the exchange from a Luton. Um, he said, don't take any offence, but, you know, the Sunday Q&A can be waffle. What he wants to see is a real-life action. Well, Tiff, <laughs> I've had a bit of real-life action this week. So, um, yeah, I'm currently making this video, so I'm sorry it's late. I normally do it on a Saturday, but um, it is actually going out on Sunday. I could almost do it, stream it live, but I don't know how that works. Um, I'm not going to do that, actually, can I? That would have been interesting. Um... But basically, I my truck broke down. Well, it sort of it was on its way out. But we'll come to. I did do a video to goodbye Alice, like you know. And then yesterday, whereas I Saturday, um, I had to get the lot done on it. You have to have the uh, the tail lift thing. So I was up the yard at half six to meet to do to muck around in, in my cab before Chris the tail lift guy turned up at seven. So I thought, well, I'm, while I'm doing the lot on mine, I might as well also do. Harry's and also do Gordon's and I'll kick around with Chris while he's doing it because it's a lonely job and it's cold and he's a nice guy and I like chatting to him um, and then once we'd done that I had to sort out the speakers in mine because only one of them was working it was like driving along um, listening to a transistor radio also while we were doing the lolla I noticed that Gordon had cracked off the back of half his number plate so one of the digits was missing well that's a red flag to the DVSA in it so 
obviously that had to be replaced. So then back home to get the logbook and then down to the number plate place and then down to Halfords to go, have you got speakers that fit this? And then back up the yard again to give the speakers to Mark who was doing the PMI on the truck um, while I'm round the back doing the number plate and I finished at half past two. Uh, from from half six to half two and admittedly at that point I could have gone home and recorded Spider-Man Q&A but I said I went uh, sorry we could record um, the Sunday Q&A but instead I went and watched Spider-Man <laughs> because I just fancied after the week it's been I thought I'm going to pictures I'm just going to watch some blokes in capes beat each other up for like two and a half hours it was really good really enjoyed it actually um, but yeah so Alice died Basically what happened, I got up to the yard last Saturday when Mark was doing the PMI on Alice and um, he went, mate, the engine's on the way out. It's get rid now, otherwise it's scrap. So we did a video on it, running through the whole thing. Uh, but I have a new truck. I'm now in an 18 tonne, which I mean, oh, the flag's up. That was what I was doing before Chris and Taylor's guy come up. The union flag is in the back. I bought some bamboo sticks and some cable ties and... My, my flag of hope is behind me. So, <laughs> Jim Allen says, Great video, Pete. Proper insight into trials and tribulations of running a transport business. Yeah, as I just said, running a transport business. That was, God, what, eight hours on a Saturday morning? Just getting all the lawyers up to speed. Uh, good on you, mate. I really hope your new truck is a trustworthy steed drive. So thanks, Jim. It has been PMI'd and Mark's gone. Big thumbs up. Good motor, well maintained. Needs a couple of bits, a couple of rubbers missing from some of the springs here and there, uh, but nothing scary at the moment. So fingers crossed on that one. I think it's because it was ex paddock ways. It was probably done an awful lot of local deliveries. The miles are really low. Two six eight on a truck of that age is really low. So I, I say eighteen months, two years, and then we'll probably hopefully be up to speed and we can start upgrading the fleet anyway. So, but fingers crossed. Uh, Mr. Bruce says, "Good luck with the new truck, Pete." Thanks, Bruce. Uh, Steve at STC, how you doing Steve? Good luck with the new cherub. I don't know that cherub. Um, many safe miles, thank you. Um, tall man, small van, best of luck with the new truck Pete. Probably going to take you a while to get mentally processed, it's a day cab. When you've been used to the extra space uh, in the sleeper, um, and thanks. Yeah, I, I've got used to it a lot quicker than I thought I would, um, because I've always had the bit behind me. It wasn't so much the bed. Because the bed you only ever use if you're tramping, or I used to do those jobs out of slough at two o'clock in the morning, and you'd, fin you'd be finished by six, and I'd put the bed down and go to sleep for a couple of hours. Um, but you, I thought I'd miss the cubby holes because I had three little things behind me where you'd click up. No, I've managed to pretty much distribute everything throughout the whole of the cab now. And because you don't ever look behind you when you're driving, you very rarely drive and then go like this, you know, to have a. I don't. It's actually not been so bad. I like the extra height. Um, I like the automatic. I'm coming to the automatic. Um, we'll see. I mean, whether I'll miss the bed when the time comes that I need a bed, I don't know. But um, people have said you can put phone down across the front. I can't see that being comfy at all. Mm. Tony Mason says, sad to see how this goes. Yeah, it is sad to see how this goes. Um, you'll need an 18 ton to carry all that paraphernalia around with you. It was quite a lot, wasn't it? Actually, it looked worse than it was. Like I said, I've got cup holders now. I've got the mini thing in the middle that flicks up and down on BODs and stuff like that. Although they're up there and everything kind of distributed where it went before. I didn't really lose that much. I lost the bit behind me where I used to keep my high visions and my hat, my hard hat. Found a place for that. 
the middle bit, which is where I keep all my bits and bobs, are now still in the middle bit. And the bit down the end, where I used to keep removal blankets and spare fleece, I just got rid of them. Don't need them. Um, Dale Steele says, when I ran buses, I had an old daft Icarus. Reliability-wise, it was the best bus in the fleet, also the oldest, but um, it never missed a beat. It was extremely powerful compared to the new Cumis and had blue engines. It was something like an 8-litre engine, I think. Wow. Um, however, smaller DAFs like the seven and a halfs have been rubbish products. Um, they're super low-mileage truck. You you probably could buy a sleeper pod. Um, I don't think I did see bad out of it, 350,000 miles. I actually thought, surely, my lorry back in the daily IV co, but again, that made me an older truck, did, did half a million miles. And that was with a catalytic converter that really, really didn't do her any favours at all. Three, the guy said 350,000 miles, you've done well. I don't know what to expect out of an 18 tonne. I kind of figure, if it, even if she does the same amount, I, I imagine the 18 tonnes have got the bigger engine, so it should last longer than uh, the 7.5 tonnes. But like I say, even if I get 90,000 miles out of her, that's got to be a year and a half, two years. They don't owe you any money. After the first two months, they pay for themselves. Maybe not, maybe shorter than that, so I ain't going to cry about it. Um, ZLY6030 also says you can install a sleeper cab on top it sits on the cab roof for only a few grand probably get one second hand for peanuts they're actually really nice to sleep in do you know what I'll give it some thought I'll give it some thought we'll see how we go but like I said the other boys are, are running two jobs and knock distribute RDC to RDC spending a lot of their time sitting around waiting which is killing them particularly Harry but it won't kill me I've always got so many things that I need to do and I've got a computer thing, I've got a tablet and a keyboard thing with me. I can write, I can do the YouTube. I can, it might give me a chance to do more of this stuff um, while I'm waiting and still getting paid. If they want to pay me to make videos for myself, brilliant. Um, <coughs> John Pacey says, what about the poor fella who buys Alice? Well, John, I've got to be honest, mate. I've done my best here. Um... I put it in an auction. Normally, if you put a truck into auction, if you go and buy a truck into auction, you're going to expect that there's something to go wrong with it because if there's not something wrong with it, there's a chance that people... Will... I mean, some people just like the Royal Mail. They just put their trucks into auction. Um, it's been PMI tested. They can check that. Everything else is fine. Like I said, the ring is good. The clutch is good. All the lights work. The tail lift works. There's nothing wrong with that lorry whatsoever other than the fact it's got a slight engine problem which if you knew what you were doing and we don't even know what the engine problem is it might not be a big deal it might turn out to be not a big deal but I, you've got to take it apart to do it also i expect it to go for the right money i expect that lorry to probably go i oh, know grand couple of grand if i was selling it privately and i was selling it for five six k then i would go well if someone buys it ha 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 but that's not me I expect it to go for the rate that it will go for with someone who goes, yeah, there's an engine problem with that. That's fine. I'll give him a couple of grand. It's got 75 quid's worth of diesel in it still, and it's got a full out blue. There's 100 quid's worth of juice in that. So I don't think, I mean, I, and I've been, as, I mean, I've been honest with you. I, I actually believe if you were looking for a seven and a half tonner and you knew what you were doing, you could do worse than getting yourself down to Hemel, Hemel Hempstead auction on Tuesday bidding it, hoping you get it for a very reasonable price, and then just doing the work. For probably for about if you chop if you know what you were doing, if you chop the engine in and put a new engine in it, you could probably get a, a death fully geared up with a new engine for under five K. 
and that's cheap. I would say with a new engine, you could run that for what, 200,000 miles? But I don't know, mate, I don't know. I didn't, I'd never set out to shoot anybody. I've been totally honest all the way through. If someone come up to me and went, your dap, is there anything wrong with it? I'll go, yeah, the engine's on the way out, otherwise it's fine. Because that's, that, that's the truth. So, but we'll see. I'll let you know next week, I hope. Uh, goes in on Tuesday. Godzilla's, he said, we'll say this about the 18 ton. Swing out carefully, catchy monkey. Yeah, because the back tail is a little bit longer than the 18 ton, as I found out when I was pulling out one of my Latham's deliveries on... Um, Thursday, looked in my mirror and thought, oh, I'm ever so close to that Audi. <laughs> I, was, I was, but that's far enough. That's far enough. As long as it stays like that, that's far enough. Um, and I've got them beepy things. Oh, Christ. Um, we'll come to that. Um, lots of, oh, it was a bit like that. Uh, give it two weeks and you'll be banging up and down the boxing manual. Still don't know how to do that. I haven't even tried. There's them switches in the middle console. One of them puts it in the manual and the other one, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go around the yard uh, to outrun the snails on dual carriageway bits in MK when you don't have a load on. <coughs> a slither of sideways action, hope the DVSA isn't reading this, isn't unheard of in a race from Ireland to Ireland and I hope um, a gain in 30 foot that really matters. I know what you're saying. I probably won't. Probably will. I'll let you know. Uh, long finger. He says, when things go wrong in this game, it can be mega expensive. One of my sprinters started blowing out loads of white smoke today. I'm sorry to hear that, mate, but on the plus side of things, at least it's white smoke, not black, which I believe is probably something to do with um, probably something to do with the AdBlue rather than the engine. And I'd rather have the AdBlue than the engine, but I hope it works itself out, mate. I hope it's nothing too scary. Um, Alan Bray says, is the beeper not an alert for cyclists beside you in a blind spot? The beeper turns out to be... Proximity sensors. So they're great proximity sensors. Uh, they'll tell me if there's a cyclist there, or they'll tell me if there's a bollard there. They'll also tell me if I'm driving past parked cars at 15 miles an hour, if I'm parked at a set of traffic lights and there's a hedge over there, or if I'm parked at a set of traffic lights and someone walks past me on the pavement. Literally driving past parked cars. Beep, 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 beep. I know there are parked cars there. I can see them when I'm driving past them. Um, I thought about getting it disabled, and Lisa went, yeah, what happens if you get it disabled, and there is a cyclist there, and you do run him over, you won't sleep at night, and I went, yeah. He said, what would Daniel think of that? I said, Daniel won't care, it's got nothing to do with um, compliance, it's just something that they put on to try and stop you banging the truck and killing people. It's also got cameras, it's got two cameras on it, but it hasn't got a main screen, but we don't know, so theoretically, if the wiring is still running for the, main, for the cameras, I could get a main screen, install it, and then I'd have DVSA. And if I got DVSA, I could go to London in an 18-ton truck for 100 quid. I don't really want to go to London. There is another argument that having cameras just might be nice. You could actually look at the screen and go, I'm reversing, reversing, oh, I can see things. But I've also got two mirrors on that side and two mirrors on that side, which incidentally in the new truck, an electric switch, I've got electric mirrors. <laughs> it's like the Starship Enterprise. Marvellous. Um... Matthew Smith, he said that light of the day is coming back, we're still on the party. He said that light of the corner windscreen is usually parking sensors, yeah, thank you. Um, if you look on the front bumper, either side of the step area, you should see little parking sensors that are usually oversensitive and people all the time. Yes, that's right. <laughs> little round circles like that. And yes, they are oversensitive and yes, they people all the time. He also says, uh, noticed at the end it looked like the DVSA, the DVSA cameras were installed. Yeah, if you know anything more about that, Martin, about what I have to go through to get it up and running, comments are always helpful. 
Much appreciated from the people that know much better than me. Um, Richard Longmore, there really is no help from banks anymore, is there? Well, the thing about banks is it's... A bank is an organisation that will lend you an umbrella when it's not raining. Um, it's not that. I could have done it. It's all the palaver that goes with it. And yet, OK, we need to sign this form. And we do, and we do that. And we just double check. And what about this? Or I can ring up my mate and go, Rich, how you fixed, mate? And he go, yeah, 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 fine, no problem. Just come down and we'll sort it out. That was it. I mean, I could have gone through forms and it probably would have taken a while. Or we did this. I could just double check that. Oh, this paperwork's wrong. Or I can do a hour drive, hour and after I've down a leather lane, or walk away with a brown paper bag, which is exactly what I did. And it'll be probably, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll look after him. He, he sort of, I'll, I'll make sure he gets a drink on top. It'll probably cost me the same as it would have cost me the bank. And I'd get to give it to my friend rather than some huge faceless organisation. So. I'd rather do it away, but yeah, you're right, they are paying for it. You can guarantee that if the business ever does start to go, you know, blah, 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 then they'll be falling over themselves with this money. And I want to turn around to them and go, yeah, don't need it now. Don't need it. See you later. Alm's got a plan to dump the factoring company. But um, not yet. It's going to take a little while. But obviously that is on the, on, the, the, uh, on the radar of things that we will need to do as we grow as a business. Start more than any reason is just to take the accounts in-house so that we can actually monitor what we're doing a lot better, right, you know? Um, Carelon9176 oh we're on names uh, has to be Penelope Pitstop has been we've had a Penelope the first white van was Penelope Penny she was great um, that was the one that I had uh, on the end of the markets in the beginning of the career exchange so, and the, the rules are no ex-girlfriend's names no names that belong to the cats which is difficult because we've had about 20 across our life and um, no names that you've had for vehicles before so I can't have another Penny I can't have another Shirley I can't have another Jessica I can't have another Alice it's a shame I like Alice um, the real Big Mac says call her Daphne again it has been suggested before if I called every Daph Daphne I'd have a lot of Daphne's on the, on the fleet so that one kind of does work um, and it's kind of you've got to know the lorry tells it tells you a name um, and London Creator said, oh, because Charlie, me little warrior guy that Molly bought with a little voodoo dog boat, said, yes, Charlie was in Shirley. I remember him. Have you got a name yet? She's a big girl. What about Tess? As in 10 ton, 18 ton Tessie. Uh, could have popped in and seen me on the way back as she practically went past mine. Yeah, when I was in Level Lane. Thought about it, Nick. I did. I thought, I'm just around the corner from Nick. I'll pop in for a cup of tea. But there is no popping for a cup of tea, is there? Popping for a cup of tea is now an hour and a half. And I've kind of been up against the time this week, mate. You know, sort of, as I say, it's now... 10 to 7 on a Sunday morning. I still haven't done um, DigiView driver's cards, and I will write, because I do that on a Sunday morning. I've got my mate Nigel coming around for lunch, which would be nice. But, yeah, it's just going to... The weekend will just go... You know, flying past me. 56 miles an hour, because that's as fast as it goes. Um, yeah, but, so... So, no, not Daphne, not Penelope, and not Tessie... I'll let you know how me and Veronica get on. <laughs> I've got a name. The new lorry's called Veronica. I was kind of, because she looked like Chocolate Factory, and that was Violet, because the girl out there was Violet, what's her name, out of Chocolate Factory. But for some reason, Veronica kept sticking. For two reasons. First, it means I can call her Ronnie, because it's shortened. And secondly, because Shirley had her own theme tune. Shirley the 18 time. 
my, my, my seven and a half time back in the day, because there's a Billy Bragg song called Greetings to the New Brunette, and the chorus goes, surely. And I thought it was always nice that the track had its own theme tune. Well, obviously, there's Elvis Costello. So, um, Veronica has her own theme tune. So, that's, yeah, me and Ronnie are going to go hit the road and we'll let you know how we get on. So, what do we do? It's more on a highway code. Uh, there was a little bit on the homework code from last week. A few things that are still uh, coming up here. Uh, I think it was to do with like bikes and insurance. That cropped up a bit. E- Ivan Simister says, Are Deliveroo just eat couriers insured? I witnessed multiple cyclist couriers blatantly disregard traffic signals in the Manchester City area on Friday. I think the thing about it is the, the moped mob are, and the van and the car mob are, they check that kind of stuff out. They won't let you drive without the right insurance, like, you know. Cyclist is still kind of every man for himself, which is something we thought about to get addressed with the highway code, and it hasn't. I think one of you guys says later on why, so, but no, the cyclists can they just do what they want. Uh, Neptune Courier says, with the new rules that permit cyclists to undertake when they wish, or we need front and rear dash cameras plus cameras looking back, or you need beepy things which drive you mad. On the wing mirrors, also... Consider HGV blind spots. It's a ludicrous rule. I didn't know that there was a rule that said that they could undertake. Um, I mean, you can undertake in a car for four reasons, I think. If you're if the motorway traffic is moving slowly on your right or if someone is turning right and you're going past them, there's about four ways you can undertake. But again, it's all about consideration for fellow road users and safety and common sense, which is basically what the highway code is. Um Adam Fry says cyclists are advised to ride at least 50 centimetres and further where is safer from the kerb on busy roads with vi- with vehicles moving faster. They should not be by the kerb. Um, again, you can read the rules. There is a government website on it. It's what cyclists do is what cyclists do. I just try and be wary of them. Guys, shall we really? Hopefully they're sensible enough to eye on not ride around at night with no lights on in sort of ninja outfits. It does happen. But um, we just got to do it. We got to try and keep safe, haven't we? Because if you did it, one, you, you, I'm sure you feel very unhappy about it. Um, Stephen Campbell, hello, mate. He says, yeah, I, I remember the cyclist. He was on the protection wing in in 2019 because he was in debt. I don't know which my cyclist this is. Um, you can buy insurance for bikes, but it's more for theft, injury of the rider, or damage to the bike. So your personal insurance, but it would be sensible, wouldn't it, really, I think, if you're on a bike all the time, if you're using it to go to and from work, you might want to take out bike insurance, because if someone does it, yeah, and drives off, you've got a family to think of, but I don't know how it works, I, I haven't been on a bike for a very long time, not since I did the knowledge in London, that was years ago. Uh, Godzilla's bicycle insurance, you can already buy it. Uh, but yeah, this is what he said. This is the problem. To make it compulsory, however, means a registration system for bikes. So the bikes need stamping up with VIN and number plate issued. Can't ask a four-year-old company to apply with these rules. Fails at the first hurdle. So another thing that I find weird is cars look better without number plates. You see them on the American shows, and some of the American states you've only got to have one on the back, not one on the front, and they look so much better without one on the front. And now we live in a generation where everything's computerized. Do we still need to have number plates? Couldn't there possibly be a way of putting some immovable tracking device with the VIN number and everything? It would solve so many other problems. You know, if you could, don't get me wrong, it'd probably happen in the future. It's not going to happen right now, but you can instantly identify the car. You could work out where the car is. If it got nicked, you could track it. You could maybe track it, and you know, a guy turns around and says, well, actually, I weren't there, actually. I was only doing 30. I'm just going to replay your thing. No, you were doing 60. Um... 
And even then, you know, I've always thought also, if they could fit a device to me that actually meant I physically couldn't overdo the speed limit, I'd have it. Because I can't be doing with the courses and I can't be doing the fines. Um, but it's not there yet. But I just think, and you, can you, and you can work on the same principle for bikes. Now we've all got mobile phones. It's almost like when to make the car start, you need to sync your phone to the car and then everything. Oh, I don't know. I'm just rambling as usual. But I'm just thinking there's something in that. If nothing else, make the cars look prettier from the front. Mm. Vanity. Terrible thing. Um, Neptune Courier says, Many years ago, my grandfather was stopped at the lights um, for some time. A 10-year-old cycled into the back of him. No damage was done and the kid was fine. The next day, the mother of the kid turned up claiming he had run him over. She then called the police, who fortunately saw sense and sent them all on their way. Time wasters. <laughs> well, the final words going to Dale Steele on this one. He says, um, going to be dangerous for guide dogs as they're trained to cross only when there are no cars around. The guide dogs, I thought the thing on the news recently, the guide dogs are suffering because... Um, because of the lockdown, they've been at home for like two two years, and now they're getting back outside again. It's a little bit sort of they're getting guide dog agoraphobia. But mate, I don't know. I just I think we've just got to be safe, sensible, careful, always looking around, always checking, safe breaking distances. You just go home safe. You go home with no headaches, and you don't. Yeah, no one gets hurt. So we just let's be careful out there. Like they used to say in the old street blues. Uh, right, wise guys. Uh, what's been happening this week, Thomas? Tom the Vivicius uh, says, uh, these questions tell me, um, I have an Irish driving, right, I need your help on this one, guys. I have an Irish driving license um, and need a United Kingdom, uh, now I don't know if he needs or has um, a United Kingdom quality CPC card. Can I work this combination in Europe? You know, in Ireland, you need every year to go on courses with CPC. Right, right. We'll come to that because someone else asked a question about CPC. I believe if you have an Irish driving license, you have a driving license. That's fine. And you have a CPC card. So if you've got a driving license, like I have, and you've got a CPC card, you have. As long as you've got the right weight qualification on your driving license. So if you if you pass your driving license back in the day like I did, seven and a half tonnes. If not, you might have done your class two or your class one. That, as long as you've got a valid CPC and a valid license that says you can drive the appropriate vehicle, you can do it. Uh, we'll come back to the steer with me because oh, we've got to come back to the CPC. Someone else asked that question. Uh, Chris Sutton says, um, Christian Sutton, sorry, Christian. Um, done his first week's the CS. I'm just wondering when it comes down to claiming miles back from HMRC, do we claim for the miles it shows on the CX job or can we claim for committing to other jobs, etc. I would say, Christian, you can claim for all your miles. You can claim for your miles, not just for the job, but you can claim for your miles getting there. You can also claim for your miles coming back because they are all part of the job. The, the lorry does not magically appear at the job. So anything, if, you're, if you're driving to pick the job up, that's work. If you're driving back from the job empty, that's work. Because you've got to get to the job, that's work if you return it. So you claim for all your miles. I'm sure that's right. If it's not, someone will let me know, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, yeah, trucks is when the CPC comes up. Right. Crispy. Stupid question. There are no stupid questions, Chris. Uh, but on a curtain side are loaded with pallets on the top, how do you get the strap off the top if fully loaded? Right. Depends what you're loaded with. 
then normally you can get different length straps. So you can get six foot, eight foot, 10 foot, 12 foot, whatever. You can get straps that will go from the bed all the way up right. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The roof, across the roof, and back down again, and still have enough to strap. If it's something like metal or wood, like the Latham's wood, it's going to, particularly wood, because wood shifts. It moves as you go around the corner, and I, even with the straps on as tight as possible, I go around the corner and I look at the curtain, and it's like, Burr. and I go around the next corner and I look at the curtain, it's flat. You go on the curtain again, Burr. it shifts. It will move, it will move so far. The difficulty I've got with it is I strap it as tight as possible. If you carry on, what that actually does is break into the wood. And then when you get to your first customer, when he goes to take his load, he says, I'm not accepting that, it's busted. So you, you can get corners. I've got corners, which kind of help. But, yeah, so it doesn't matter. If it shifts a bit, it shifts a bit. It's not it's not going to fall off or disappear in the road. It's, it's still tight on. Um, so with things like that, you just, if the, you just, all the panics go on top of each other. You just track the strap over all of them, tighten it down. When you get to your first drop, take the straps off. First panic comes off, put the straps back on again. Duh, 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 until we fall off. Um that's if it's something like wood or metal or something dangerous. If it's pallets of crisps um, or pallets of foam, don't strap it. Because if the pallets are bang up against the bulkhead and the pallets are back to the door, if they're not back to the door, strap the last one. If they're up to the roof, where are they going to go? They can't go up. They can't go sideways. They're not heavy. They will just sit there in their shrink wrap. Pallets of crisps will sit there in their shrink wrap. Strap the last one. And if you've got one on its own, put that bang in the middle. So you've got two like that, bang in the middle like that, strap that one. But otherwise, if it's not heavy and it's not going to go anywhere and it's not a danger, just let the pallets look after themselves. I hope that, that's my opinion. Probably wrong. Probably get told off next week. Oh, you've got to strap every single pallet. Even I did the course. No, you don't. Um, Life of Franco says, uh, right, I got my first CPC card in 2018 and it's valid until 2023. You get five years. Yeah. I have now only done two courses so far. I left my job for another non-driving job. Does that mean that my CPC card is still valid? Uh, I mean, it says on it X bars in 2023. Yes. Here's the rules. You get your CPC card. You have to do five courses. I think each course is about eight eight hours each, something like that. Um, and that will get your first CPC card. Then, in the next five years, you have to do another five courses. There are caveats. If you do transport manager, you do other courses that are slightly longer, they might count for more points. But 
you have got to then do five years, five courses in the next five years to get the remaining five years. So you're good till 2023. Um, you've done two courses. That means between now and your expiry day in 2023, you've got to do another three courses. Then you would have done five courses within the five year period, which means you will be good until 2028. What you can do, which would be madness, oh, I thought about doing it. Say for example, you pass, you do all five courses at the end of 2020. So on the, on the 31st of December, New Year's Eve 2020, you've done your five courses. That means I'm good until 2025. I've got five years to do another five courses. Then on the 1st of January, 2021, till the 5th of January, I did another five courses. I would be good until 2030. Because I've done my five courses within a five-year period. I just did them all in the first five days of the five-year period. What most people do is do one a year. I haven't because I've been busy. Um, but I kind of figure that as the fleet goes up and hopefully I will get more time off, I will have days, down days, where the office is under control, all the drivers are running, there's nothing, and I'll go, look, I'm going to book myself a course. But, yeah, and I, I was, if you're going to do them again... Oh, also, it only counts. You can't do the same course twice. It won't count. You can do it. You can do it. You can do driver's hours once a week if you want to, but it won't count towards your CPC. You've got to do different courses. But I hope that clears that up. Uh, Phil Sharps. <coughs> Just done my first seven hours. Seven hours. Seven hours CPC. Got a class one and did long distance work over six years before leaving the industry in the late 2000s, but been offered some part-time work by my old boss. I personally feel that the course... Um, was and could have been done in three hours. All we did was keep going over the same old nonsense. The instructor was decent, but must have shown me the same photos of low bridges four or five times on the day. Personally, I think it's a money spinner and these things mentioned. Um, I never really need to be in the world of driving, driving a wagon. In my personal opinion, Phil, there's only two real courses which are worth doing on a CPC. Uh, driving hours. Oh, driving hours. Even driving hours. Unless you're a little Daniel, you know, driving hours, my God, it's complicated. It's not complicated, but it's complicated enough. Um, and the the safety one, the kind of the one of how to strap a load, that kind of is useful. You know how to do this, how to manage that, how to put that one. The rest of them, what what how to stop using a lorry as a weapon, putting the keys in a lockbox. That does not take seven hours. You know, sort of fit a tracker. Daniel's got he's going for his fours silver. They've got to have an anti-terrorist policy. He said the paperwork's like that. He's actually now got one, what would you do if someone stole your lorry and tried to use it as a weapon? And you've got to have a policy in place that you would go, well, what I would do is I've got a tracker fitted. I would know, I would know, I'd be immediately alerted to the keys have disappeared. I've got telephone numbers that I could ring and tell people what's happened. It's shocking. But like he says, if you've got the motors and you've got four silver, it's kind of, it's crazy, man. If they, if they want four silver and they want six pallets running into London, you're charging the best part of a monkey to go like 20 miles. So worth doing, Daniel. He knows what he's doing. I wish you the best of luck. Um, Pick to tip. Said, you run curtain side trucks. Um, uh, yeah. Have you ever had them slashed? Done, uh, had mine done twice in the last three months. Both while in truck stops. Uh, seems to be an occupational hazard with curtain sides, or am I just unlucky? As a few of the comment afterwards, <coughs> the, 
We don't stay away from home much. <clears throat> Our jobs are two jobs and knock, so they come back to the yard. The yard is camered up and um, electric gates and all that kind of stuff. Also, we keep the come back empty. Also, my, my, my curtains do already seem to have holes in them where someone's just had a little peek, a little short, or there's a little hole. So rather than slashing it, these people are lazy, rather than slashing it, the first thing I'm going to do is look around the curtain and see if there's any holes in it. If there is any holes in it, if there's a little one, which is kind of eye level at the right place, they're just going to like and see the track's empty. Alternatively, I also leave both my back doors open, which means if anybody wants to have, rather than slash the curtain, they can just go like that on the handle and go, there's nothing in it, and then shut it again. Um, that would be what I would recommend if you're empty, just leave your back door open. Uh, what we suffer from more is uh, fuel theft, which we, um, a certain community that lives near us in non-static caravans, that have a tendency to pop up from time to time and help themselves to fuel. As far as that is concerned, it is a bit of a bugbear, but it doesn't happen that often. And um, what I do is I leave all the fuel caps unlocked because I'd rather that they took out however many litres of fuel than they decided they couldn't get the fuel cap off, so they'd smash the cap off and then nick the fuel anyway, in which case you've got to replace the fuel and buy a new cap, or drill hole in the bottom of the tank. If they drill a hole in the bottom of the tank, you've got to replace the tank, which is far more expensive than just putting the fuel back in. It doesn't happen that often. If it happened a lot, we talked about getting 24-hour security up there, but for the amount of time it happens, it's probably cheaper for me to replace the fuel. It's not right, but it is what it is. Um, truck talk videos. All oh, right, this is on Road Lords. Now, the new phone, which is coming up on a video soon, I've been using Road Lords again. I, I said for a long time it didn't really work for me because I think it's because I'm in a seven and a half ton. And I'm now in the 18 ton. And I've put in all the right things and I think, well, does it work better with 18 tons? Yes, it does. It's spot on. It's really good. And because I've got a new phone, I can now, um, I can run Waze and Road Lords as apps next to each other on the main screen really useful because ways will tell i mean sometimes road lords will go oh this way around and go no i ain't going around that way because i know the traffic's going to be shocking and it is shocking and ways is going to go that way but so you go with ways and then ways is turn turn right i go i can't seven and a half done sign so you go to the next one ways is turn right can't seven and a half done sign keep going and then they both redirect and it's kind of like spot the difference and then suddenly they both marry up and road lords has been very very good so i think the problem i was having with it was the fact that i was just in too small a lorry but we'll see how we go. It'd be easier if I don't have to, after I've just showed it a 7K for a truck plus that, if I don't have to buy a TomTom. -tom. Um, yeah, so he says, where was we? When I enter the postcode, it shows a map. How do I start navigation? I don't know what's going on here. Normally you enter the um, postcode and it comes up with various different postcodes that you might want. You click on that postcode. It's kind of a grey screen. And then it will come up with bump and it will say start navigation. And you click start navigation and away it goes. It's very user-friendly. Um, I don't know what you're doing wrong there, mate. Maybe try again, but I, 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 without seeing it, can't really help you. Um, Lay, Laidback Barbershop says, do I need a transport manager when running a Luton on the CX? Cheers, no. You only need a transport manager if you um, have to have an operator's license and you only have to have an operator's license for vehicles over three and a half tonne. In, in, in Lutons or below, which is why I always say, if you want to run an exchange, you don't want to get involved in knowledge, and it is involved. Like I said, I was up there for seven, eight hours yesterday morning. Um, the best vehicle you can drive out is a Luton tail with a curtain. Because with a Luton tail and a curtain, you can just get it in the morning, start the key, and drive. 
I'll recommend you have a little look around first, make sure the lights are working and kick the tyres. But on the whole, Luton's are not a problem. You know, kind of, um, it's not it's, it's not so much of an issue. So no, you do not need a transport manager if you're running in a Luton. Right, on to miscellaneous. Unknown user says, "Hi Pete, I got my little van. I got my little van and started on the CX at the end of February. How much should I aim for a week in a small van? I have no overhead costs apart from fuel. Everything was paid for. Ideally, I'm looking to work long hours and possibly seven days a week if the work's there. Also, I live about ten minutes from Dunstable. Hope this works there. It, it's up to you, mate. That's a good thing about a CX. You can work as much or as little as you like. Um, I would. I mean, in a small van." In the old days, I would say, well, you would be trying to look for about £30 a job and you're trying to get four jobs in a day, but that's changed now. I would say you're probably looking to about £50 a job and maybe get two or three in a day, I would think, not to kill yourself. I wouldn't bother working weekends because uh, unless you can get a return load or you can get good money going back, there's very little chance you get anything coming back. So all the profit you make going out, you lose because you're coming back empty and you do it on fuel. But then it's up to you. You can do it. You can do it my way. You can get something on the night before, get up at four o'clock, work until five, get something else on, and you go bang, 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 bang. Or you can do an Uncle Albert, wake up at ten, do a little job to Oxford and go on. It's entirely up to you. You will get back what you put in. Obviously, the more you work, the more you get wear and tear and tax. But And is Dunstable a good area? Yeah, I'm in Dunstable. I'm just outside of Dunstable. I'm, um, I'm, you know, I'm based on the road. So, yes, no, you, you're in a very good area, mate. Lots of... You know, there's, there's work from Mercedes in Milton Keynes. There's, there's just tons. There's tons. So uh, good luck with it. I hope it works out for you. Um, Tall Man Small Van says, my missus, oh, the phone. He said, my missus had this phone. It's a nice bit of kit. Frankly, I'm amazed she hasn't broken it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give me just one round. It'll take me. I've got the Samsung Galaxy A50, a few years old, but does what I want. Yeah, it is an absolute indulgence. I said all the way along, I can't justify it in any way, shape or form, but it's brilliant. We'll do a video on it. You'll see. It's, you adapt to it so quickly. It's like having a book in your pocket. It's tiny, which means it's easy to hold, which means I'm less likely to drop it while I'm speaking. And you've, I'd be surprised how often, because it's like that, with the old phones, you think, I'll hold that fine. The amount of times it pings in the comparison to when it's kind of like that. You get so much more of a grip on it. It's so, it, yeah. And it also fits in my pocket better. How, how bizarre that I had these two things. I didn't plan that. This is the battery for my strap winder, and these are my glasses, my cases, my bins. Um, had I need something in between? That. It's not important. Um, here's a piece of cardboard. I'm just talking. Um, yeah, no, it is good. I can't just about any way, shape, or form. But it's like I feel like the, the, the girl out of Inspector Gadget. I've got an electronic book. I was wearing one of them. Steve at SDC Services. <laughs> As for the using of phones, don't want to upset the CX either, but it was easy from a driver's point of view when to call the shipper. That was what it was like a couple of years ago. And I'd always say, right, I always used to recommend call the shipper because you get further that way. If you can talk to somebody, if you um, you can show them that you're, you've got a sense of humour, that you're clued up, that you know what you're doing, which you can in a very brief conversation. I don't do it that much anymore because now, again, I'm in making time. Another little silver lining, which is the, you know, say, for example, Harry and Gordon have got a job book for the day. And the office is kind of, they'll keep half an eye out for me. But then someone rings in, you've got an 18 ton for the morning. They'll, I'll just say to them, just take it. And they'll ring up and say, got a job for tomorrow. Brilliant. Which means I now don't have to spend time looking for my jobs, which I have to do when I'm on break or when I'm waiting or when, you know, something pings up. Because a lot of the time the jobs now come to me, which is nice. Um, but I can understand the thing about calling the shippers is, you know, 
from a shipper's point of view, there were times when it was not busy. You put a job on there and you would get 20 phone calls on the bounce. People, what are you doing? I go, oh, just, just send it through. Just digitally send it through. I can look down the list and go, I'll have that one. It's less grief from a shipper's point of view, which is why I think pretty much all of them say e-quotes only now. But there is an issue. If we're driving, like Steve says, if we're driving and a job pings up and you're on the motorway and you know by the time you pulled off the motorway and found somewhere safe to bid for it, that job's gone, what do you do? And it's not right. It's, it's almost like the system is set up. It's like, you know the thing with Waze where um, it asks you, is the speed camera still there? Is the, um, is the, is, is the car broken car still there? And it's, t- it's asking you to tap your phone. It's asking you, is the broken camera still there? Is it still there? You're asking me to tap my phone when I'm driving. And you, you're a sat-nav app. How does that work? You're not allowed to do You're not supposed to do that. And you're actively encouraging people to tap the phone while they're driving. So, I mean, I'm sure the waste people know what they're doing, but I'm very curious about that. It's very strange, I think. Um, Goete says, um, on the motorway, he said, I said, oh, yes, you've got cruise control. I set my car to 70 miles per hour, and it takes care of itself. Uh, you can also set it to different speed limits. Goete, I drive with my steering wheel one up. You know, I, drive, I don't use pedals anymore. Literally, 56, click. And then, or you get behind a lorry, it's then 54, click. And then, safe distance, and you just, it's brilliant. I, I would be an utter loss without cruise control. And I understand the death. I, I had to back the Mercedes backwards and forwards so we could do the tail lift on Saturday. I don't know how that works. Just going forward, I don't know if I had it in auto or if I, it was in first or it was jolting a bit. And I, it took me two minutes to work out a central panel. Daft has just got a circle just when I was like, you want to drive? Do you want to, what's tortoise? Tortoise is pointless. It actually does go slower than a tortoise. It's got a little setting. You want to drive? Or do you want to drive at tortoise speed? Why do I want to drive at tortoise speed? Even when I'm reversing, I don't want to reverse at tortoise speed. It's too slow. Um, Steve Campbell says, um, are we done on the multi-drop? Should you keep your engine running or not? I keep my engine running when I'm cleaning the bins. If the bins are on the curbside, because it only takes 35 seconds to lift the bin into the van, clean it, and drag it out. 35 seconds. I, I, like, I like the fact you precisely time it, Steve. I've also, Steve might be doing the circuit videos. I'm hoping I've put the video across to Ange because he's actually, he's the guy actually doing the multi-drop. And I'd like you guys to see what it's really like because I think it's good. So we're working together. Hopefully we can get him up and running on that one. Um, but if it's down a cut down alley where I can't get the van close, I turn it off. Um, I, oh, you saw he, he got stuff because he was on a seatbelt thing. When he, so I peeled the seatbelt offence. As we stop every so many yards on our round, putting the belt on, it cost me 15 seconds per bin, 90 bins per day. It's an extra 22 minutes and 32 seconds, which is true. If you are stopping regularly, like you know, like the, like the, the dustbins and all that kind of stuff, I don't know what the seatbelt regulations are for them people. But there is a thing, like if you're a milkman, and if you have to, like, you know, you, you sort of say, for example, you get. In the, in the, you've got to put me straight on this, guys. We'll put the wise guys on this one. You get in the motor, you've got to drive it 20 yards and get out the motor again. I don't think you have to put the seatbelt on for 20 yards. They might, if something happens, they might ask you to prove that's the case. But I believe that is the case. All right, we've got a bit from Godzilla's now on the stop start again. <laughs> Here we go. This was this following from Steve's comment. Um, you leave it running if you can. Leaving it running is mainly dependent on having someone steal the van so it's considered unsafe. It's turning it off out of sight, turning it off. Um, if it's behind you on someone's drive, then it's ticking over, it's a given. If you think about it, most breakdowns people have is when the vehicle won't start. It's a good point. 
So the stop invites um, the ability to test your fuses, ignition system, ECU, um, and not get it wrong, the battery charge, all that kind of stuff. There's an argument that it saves um, on fuel to keep it running. I didn't know that. Um, the reality this is, is a large dose of fuel is sprayed to get the vehicle fire up. Therefore, stop starting will impact on your fuel consumption. That's interesting. However, on today's lean burn engines, this isn't so bad as it once was. So what it's saying is it takes a lot of fuel to start the motor. And then to leave it ticking over doesn't take a lot of fuel. So if you're starting all the time, you're using that boom, boom, to get the system running. Uh, but he like says lean burn engine is not such a big deal anymore. Um, in measured testing, it was found on the stop-start system that the point you start to gain by turning the vehicle off is after seven seconds. This is, you look into this, mate. Prior to this, you'll lose miles per gallon by having the engine shut down. So there is an argument that if you, it's in your interest to turn it off. But this also creates wear and tear on the battery and the starter. The starter will kick you for 150. That's a lot of time needed over an extended period to recover the savings on fuel. Um, I would also say it's something like five plus years of multi-dropping on various places. I've never found any excuses found any excess wear on starters and batteries tires and i did this recently and i've thanks i really appreciate this because i'm doing one for the circuit mob on the the, the um the damage the unsuspecting damage that the um multi-dropping has on your van it's going out in march got to re-record it so the thing sound was bad um tires were slaughtered it's the tires and brakes that it really kills um, and then clutches next on your list um from 30 to fifty thousand every year so what i think he's saying there is if you think you're going to be, if you've got a new motor and you're going to be there for more than seven seconds, you can turn it off. I think that's kind of the, the kind of rule. That. And with a stop start, it will turn itself off anyway. It's a minefield, isn't it? It's just a minefield. I'm not sure where to go. You do you. Um, Hong Kong Fui. Says, oh, because we're on the time tunnel. Um, was gonna, they were going to do the, the, the zone and they're not going to do the zone now. The time tunnel used to be barriers so you could pull up um, the pay and pass. Barriers were removed so you could drive straight through and then you have to pay online by midnight the following day. Far too easy to slip your mind while up 30 quid fee plus crossing fee, easy money for the operator. I imagine it makes the traffic flow faster. Um, I think I will say, because like a lot of these things, like the Dartford Crossing and the, the congestion zone, have got auto pay. I don't think a lot of the new ones, Bath and Bristol, and well, not Bristol yet, Portsmouth and um, not Portsmouth, <laughs> Portsmouth, yeah, I think Portsmouth, but it's tiny. Um, they don't have auto pay. With with um, Birmingham, it's fifty pound if you go in. If you don't go in, if you don't pay, it, it's a sixty pound fine. Just 10 quid extra. That's not scary. Uh, what I would like to see is a lot more auto-pay. I'd just set myself up for auto-pay. That way I'd set myself up all of them auto-pay. And if I went in and I didn't even clock it, it would just come out of my bank account. But better than a fine. But I think they're counting on that. They're counting on the fact that people won't know and they'll have to pay. And I don't like that. Poor people's tax under the name of ecology. You can just, you know, it's just, um, you can see them, like, you know, a Birmingham Council or Manchester that's coming. It's going to be like the size of the moon. And they're sitting there and they're going, well, you know, how come London's, the mayor of London's making a load more money than we are? Well, he's got his own thing, hasn't he? What's he worried about? Oh, it just means if anybody decides to sort of start their engine in a, in a 3,000 mile radius, they charge him 50 quid. Oh, sounds nice. Mind you, will people wear it? Yeah, of course they will. We'll tell them it's for the environment. 
We're telling them it's for the good of the planet. Brilliant. Let's get some of that extra cash in. It's poor people tax under the guise of ecology. Don't like it. Um, Dale Steele says, the courier exchange is in the backload site. It's a backload to collect within one week, delivery within a week. 99% of jobs on the exchange are hot shop. You're dead right back there. I'd see one the other day, backload, picking up between 7 and 9 in the morning, even at a booking time. Had to be delivered at 11 o'clock. That's specific. That's like you're going to Lewis's, you're going to JCB. If you get there two hours early, you're sitting there. That ain't a backload. Grr. No name. Uh, shocking number of vehicles driving around at the moment that are so dirty you can't see the number plates. Yeah, at least they've got full number plates. Gordon, you listen to this. Um, ploy to avoid the charges. Uh, presumably a fixed penalty notice if you get stopped will be um, insignificant against what you saved and you won't care. It's a good point. Um, are the, charges, the chance of getting stopped are slim as with so many vehicles like it, the police are so under-resourced. I remember back in the day when I was like 17, 18, and my dad didn't actually advise me to do this, but he said, well, you know, what some of the boys did when he was younger is they said they get the number plate and then they, they get black. And I saw one like this recently. Oh, God, you've done that. And he's got like black paint. Stay that far away from it. Use me props now. And go like that. So the number plate is kind of obscured, but it looks like it's just mud off the road. Problem with this is, if you do get stopped and the policeman goes and gets a cloth and goes like that and goes, you're painting that, you're nicked. It's best not to. It's best just to keep them clean. And besides, a dirty number plate could be a target. A clean number plate, let it pass. But I know what you're saying. It could be a way of avoiding these charges. I still want the James Bond rotating ones. Or a flying saucer. Helicopter. Don't think you play, do you play congestion charge on helicopters? I don't think you do. What's, what's the fuel rating like on a Chinook? How many planets can you get on one? Quite a few, I should think. Certainly being handy to get in is very difficult to reach places, like the roof. Um, Craig Blair says the Greater Manchester Zone, the one that's the size of the moon, is 10 regions. Wigan, Rochdale, Bolton, reaching the Peak District borders. How long before they extend it even further? They'll extend it whenever they can and make it zero rating. You can't come in unless you're in a time machine. It's <laughs> driving me mad. And Steve Campbell says, you'll never guess what. Durham is planning a CAS. Um, but only the very historic centre bit around the Cathedral Peninsula, if you're going to have a CAS, make it small. In conclusion this week, as it's now half seven in the morning, I'll bung it on the computer now, um, do the editing. It, it's, it's, as quickly as it uploads, you'll get it. Sorry for the delay, guys, but like I say, it's been a bit of a week, you know. So um, Dale Steele says, you do realise the Dutch are from Holland, not from Denmark. I haven't. Uh, mate, no, I, 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 how many times am I telling you, don't listen to a word I say. It's absolute gibberish. Most of it is um, wrong, or at least largely inaccurate. So... Um, Honestly, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just read it out. <laughs> I just thought of um, absolute nonsense, all of it. So, yeah, I'm going to probably need those. Actually, I've got spare power upstairs. So, yeah, I'm going to go upload the video now. Uh, like I say, I can end up here writing. Uh, and then I'll pick my mate up. And then tomorrow I've got Bedford to Warwick. I'm running enough for seven and a half ton. So I've gone and bought myself an 18 ton. And now the job, admittedly, okay, Thursday, Friday were all 18 ton jobs. I think maybe Friday morning, which didn't go very far, was more than 18 ton jobs. As when you go around the corner, you can actually hear the, the rubber of the wheel scraping the wheel arch. And you're thinking, 
Is that supposed to do that? I don't think that's supposed to do that. But I was practically there then, and I kind of got it off, and then it was fine. Uh, yeah, and then me and Veronica are going to have a little poodle up to Warwick, and we're going to take care, take money. Have a good weekend. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.